Welcome to Exit the Red Race, the podcast for high performers who want to enter the next level in business and in life with more focus, more energy, clarity, and freedom. We don't do dusty book wisdom or guru quotes. It's all about real, extraordinary experiences and the raw lessons from daily life. He asks you the questions that no one else does. Sometimes tough, sometimes in your face, but always with one goal, challenging you to live your most legendary life. Here's your host, Daniel Kluke. Exit the Red Race. Welcome, another new Growthcast, and this is a special edition because this episode of the Growthcast is actually a recording of my online program, Lead and Live Your Legend. I'm talking with Ingewil Molenaar, and she is an international performance trainer, and we're talking about the three types of energy we have as human beings because the biggest challenge most people face in everyday life is low levels of energy. We also talk about why deep rest is not a waste of time, but actually is helping you to improve your performance and your output, and at the same time, helping you with the quality of life. Enjoy. Let's talk about energy and energy management, because one of the biggest challenges we see is that people would like to have more energy, more energy for life, for performance, uh, for for health, for for their family life. Right. So this is like this seems to be this sense of never having enough energy. Absolutely. The problem is constantly there for a lot of people. Like they're always drained of energy. And for me personally, it's interesting to to think why does somebody want to have more energy? Is that truly the problem that you just want to have more energy? Because if you find out the why for most people is that they they want to, let's say, have a better quality in life. If you would, would uncover the underlying challenge people have is that they want to have a better quality of life because yeah. they don't want more energy. They don't want to be constantly drained of energy. Yes, and so that I think that comes together in different aspects. It's like one is wanting more energy to perform more and yeah. longer, and then wanting more energy to also sustain a, a personal life with more energy that you're not drained when you come home. Yeah, because most people want want to have it all, whatever that yes, means. They want to have means. the perfect family life. They want to have the perfect social life. They want to have the perfect finances. They want right, to have a great relationship. They yes. want to have a great job or, or business. The underlying problem we face as 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 human humanity nowadays is that we think we need more energy. Yes. But I think the deeper problem is that people constantly feel depleted of energy. So it's it's interesting, Sue. That's why we're going into this today. Is what does that what does that mean to have energy? What is that? It's kind of abstract if we talk about it. And I think. Most of us will translate this in terms of being tired or not having enough energy to finalize tasks yeah. or getting home and just not being able to get off of the couch anymore. Or just So the sense of having not enough energy, that sense of not enough energy is actually lowering of life quality. Yeah, because if you feel drained, 
you need in a way you're not living life you're surviving life yes, and, by the nails yeah and i think another important question for for the people that are seeing it is that when do you know that you have enough energy yes what what are the rules for you and that's for everyone different like when do you know that you have enough energy during your days so so shall we tell a little secret right now yeah do it so there the real secret about this we will tell you all about why this is this way is you do not need more energy no simply we are all one human being you are one human being i'm one human being you are one human being and it is impossible to have the energy for more human beings than you are Still, some people are seen more energetic than other people. Yeah, absolutely. So this is an interesting phenomenon. Absolutely, yeah. And this is why, like, we always look at them, right? Why are they still up and running while I'm depleted? Like, first of all, you never know, right? What you see on the outside, the people that are up and running, you don't know how they feel on the inside. And no. this is what we see a lot working with people. Absolutely, yeah, because a lot of people, they compare themselves to others. So you think that your neighbor has a lot of energy and he has it all. He's having that life of having it all, but eventually ends up in a burnout or something else. Exactly, you never expected it because they were always so happy. But then there's also another side and therefore you have to understand what, where do we get our energy and how do we deal with our energy? What is that to feel your own energy and how can you influence that? Yeah, and I think one of the biggest, biggest lessons you will learn here is that and what Ingmar was saying, it's not like generating more energy. It's getting to know yourself and your energy management and the types of energy you have and tailor-made your life around your energy. It's like, in a way, being a Formula One car, how can you adjust your engine to the track and then the challenges you face? And if you can, let's say, tweak your engine, and in this case, your life around your energy levels, your, yeah, let's say, your performance, then it's a sustainable high performance that you can create. Exactly. So what you're saying, what we are saying is you do not need more energy, but you need to understand how you're spending your energy. Yeah. And then within that, learn to understand what is your source of energy. And to add to that, it's like you're saying something wonderful, like spending energy but also where you lose your energy yes. because... And where you uh, gain your energy. Yeah, where you lose your energy, where you gain your energy. And both sides of the medal, uh, most people just don't know where they lose that energy no. or where they can get it from. Yes. So, yeah, Ing, we talk about this a lot. Like people just think there is like that one bucket full of energy and that's it. But there's much more going on, right? When it comes around types of energy we have as human beings. Yes, yeah, so if you would, in a very simplified way, try to see what, what makes up my sense of having energy or not, uh, we can extract three types of energy. Yeah. Right, so there's three different types of energy and this will help you, these insights to understand these three types for you to get a very clear idea of what is the level of energy I'm working with. Yeah, and with that insight, those yeah. three types of energy, you know where you can create more choice or that you can tweak that engine right, of so yours. Where you, where you can optimize. Absolutely. Where you will have to 
you know, at some point, all of us have to recharge. Yeah. <laughs> There's just, let's, let's be very clear about that. There's no way around recharging and rest. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you've ever had a burnout, you know that that is a fact. So let's talk about the three types of energy. What's the so, first one? So then? the first type of energy is what we call your signature energy. Yeah, or your base energy, your, right? Yeah, your base energy and the energy that's really typical for you. So by calling it like this, the base or the signature energy, we already kind of give the idea of this is very personal. Yeah. So it's easy to look around at others and think like, okay, so you can go without sleep for 24 hours and still feel good. Why, cannot, why can I not do that? This signature energy is the way you feel, the way you feel energized. And probably if you think back to your youth, you will get an idea of of how this was as a child. So yeah. for me personally, for example, I always needed a lot of sleep. Yeah, me too. I always need a lot of me time. So for me, I could play with kids and I could be outside. But then there were these kids who could just go and go and go and go. But I just had to reach. Like those Duracell bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> and I still have some friends and some people I, I really love. And they just, when you're around them, you feel like they are buzzing all the time. Yeah. So th there could be two things in that situation. So you could have somebody that literally has more base or signature energy or somebody doesn't know his or her own energy system that well. So he's like that Duracell bending that goes on until he or she crashes. So this signature energy is, in fact, it's, it has to do a lot with where you come from, how your genetics are, for example, already the the amount of stress your mom experienced or the nutrition she had when you were developed in the belly already has an influence on your levels of energy when you come into the world. Yeah, and you could say that that is almost like genetics or DNA-based yes. kind of, of energy. And it's really important uh, because there's, there is a challenge with, with saying something like this, is that the, the trap that you can create for yourself is that you say, hey, but my base energy is really low. That's just who I am. And that's not, that's not true because on the other two types of energy, you have a lot of influence. So just yes. shall we jump uh, on to the second one? Yes, and just to say one more thing about that signature energy, then we jump on to the next one, is that nothing is fixed. So you can, you can kind of find out in this stage of my life, this develops through your life. Absolutely. It changes through your life. You do not have the amount of energy you probably had when you were a kid. Oh, no, and also when you're in your 20s or when you're in your 40s, right. there is like that signature energy that's shifting. Right. So this is very intuitive and it takes some time to really find out. And sometimes you have to really dig underneath everything you've learned or maybe the field of work. I used to work in theater where the goal was you just go on for 14 hours for three weeks. And it cost me, I think, two years to be able to do that. And then it cost me a big burnout to reset. Yeah, that. so important to realize that we talk about comparing yourself to others is like one of the biggest traps. But also your current mindset could be a, a huge trap yes. for crashing yourself. Because if you feel tired, I think you said it once like, being tired was just an idea that you're tired. Yeah, when I went into burnout, I thought that it was just an idea. Yeah, so when, you, <laughs> when you're tired and your mindset is, yeah, but he or she can do it, or I need to do it, the concept of being tired, literally the word concept already means that you're in your head. Like, hey, 
type is just uh, a sensation and you can beat that. And there is nothing wrong, by the way, like doing that for one day or maybe no. two days, but consistently doing that, ha having that mindset on being constantly too hard, because there's nothing wrong with sometimes being hard on yourself, but constantly being too hard on yourself is a recipe for disaster. Yes. When it comes to sustainable so high it, performance. It requires of you to become very brutally honest with yourself and to find out what is my natural flow of energy. How do I spend my energy most effectively? Yeah. Is that in like a high boom boom or is it like a more mellow? So that is something to find out. Yeah, and, and, and we talked about phases in your life, like your your base or signature and you can different in the phases of your life, but that's on more on a macro level, on a higher level, but you can even zoom it in on a year or a month or a week on, or a day or even during your your day. In, a, in like a year has a cycle with light and we're in the summer, there's more light. And so there's more where we come to the other types of energy. There's more natural energy in your body than when it's winter and it's colder and it's darker. Yeah, it, it's like you're more uh, energy consuming at, at that right. time. So, so nothing here is a fixed number ever. No. The next type of energy we extract is... It's just lifestyle energy, yes. like uh, what you do in a way. Like what you do, like uh, how healthy are you? Uh, are you working out? Are you, are you running? Uh, do you meditate? Do you take the right type of rest? Well, we will dive in deeper later uh, this session. Yes. It has a lot to do with how you live your life. So that's like the lifestyle. How do you live your life? And this goes mentally and physically. But of course, if you only sit indoors all day, every day, you will feel way less energy than when you move and you go outside. Like it's a very simple example, right? Yeah. So this, this has quite a big effect. If you, probably those of you who work out will know that you often feel very tired before you go work out. And then you go to, you do your workout and afterwards you feel energized. You feel in a different way tired, but you feel energized as well. As well. Yeah. So these are things where you can tweak and play with that balance in your natural energy. Yeah, and it also comes back to like the information we, we get in, right? Like you now get the, the same amount of energy in like, or uh, information in like one day that normally a person in 1800 would get in a whole year. So the, the information input in our system and the distraction we have with, with our telephones, our computers, our televisions, we're in a way, we're always on. There's no, never, so your focus in a way is constantly like being challenged. I think even like there are latest signs that is stating now that even a goldfish has a higher focus span than a human being. Because you can train focus, but if it's not in the right condition and you're constantly being distracted all over the place, that's influencing the, the second type of energy, coming back to that, the lifestyle energy. Actually also, it's what are you spending your energy on, right? What are you, and when you're taking in information all day, whether that's just scrolling on your social media or checking your email or talking with other people, it is constantly spending the energy you have on things. And your brain is one of the parts of your body that uses most energy. So whatever you do, even unconsciously, even if it's just watching, binging Netflix, you're still using a lot of energy with processing the impressions you are getting. I think a beautiful example for that is, is that if you drive your car, you like when you do it for half an hour, probably you don't notice that that much. 
because you all do it unconsciously, right? You're just moving to Trevit. But when you drive for a whole day and you, you get out of your car and you have some downtime for yourself, you're really like yeah, out of gas awesome. at that moment yeah. and not your car, but yourself. And then, like your brain goes. Yeah. So that's, that's the lifestyle energy in a way what you do. And again, it comes also back to the mindset you have about how you plan your days, what you think you must to do, because your must, like if you place a lot of stress on yourself, if all the things you must do, yes. in a way the burden that you carry with yourself during a day, I must do this or I must do that, and I must see my friends, I need to go to the gym, everything, and probably you will, uh, that has a great influence on your lifestyle energy. Also the, the pace in which you yeah. require yourself to do things, which you can also compare to a car, right? If you drive like a slow pace, you use less fuel yeah. than when you drive really fast on the highway, you use more fuel for the same mileage. Yeah, and even that is a great analogy because there's that speed that you can create yes. for yourself that you consume the, yeah, in the most efficient way your, your gasoline. Exactly. So a lot of us, and I notice this a lot when we work with people one-on-one -on -one and in groups, is we have this natural hurry yeah. in what we do. It needs to be fast. It needs to be fast. It needs to be efficient. And even efficient is often a other word for fast. We try to be super fast to get things. And then when we stop, we still have this engine going. Yeah, and, and, and that's, uh, you trigger something like saying that fast lifestyle is completely correct because most people uh, nowadays, they all want to be part of the busy tribe. And like if you would go here uh, in the Netherlands out on the streets and you would ask somebody, how are you doing? The number one thing they would say is like, I'm busy. So they associate busy by with being, being successful, being important, being of relevance. But if you tell, if you use the wording to somebody else, like, yeah, I'm doing fine, I'm busy. So even connecting fine to busy. So you're reinforcing the behavior of constantly being busy. And that second type of energy, that lifestyle energy, is constantly being put on pressure because yes. you want to belong to the tribe of busy. It's being reinforced because it's good. And you also connect to another group of people because they are saying, yeah, I'm busy too. So you're busy, I'm busy. So we connect with each other on a, on a higher level. So say you would put that in a relationship to your signature energy, Yeah. right? We all have this, if you are on holiday you and, and you're like really relaxed, so you're not rebalancing from your work but you're in a long holiday and there's nobody pressing on you and then after a while like for people who are very busy it's usually after one or two weeks you come into this you know there's this new kind of energy and you feel this is really me if i could do anything in my day this would be my pace yeah and you most people notice that by being more energetic, being more creative, being, being more, more happy. Creative. Yeah, being creative is a great Very sign of being like having that. Then you click into your uh, signature energy, right? If you find that creativeness without the hurry, that is one of these magical knowing I am there. But if you put that, if you have that pace, which is your natural pace, your natural energy, and you put that in a relationship to the busy life or the lifestyle you have with maybe being very up-tempo all the time, and you're actually in a higher tempo all the time, then you are naturally doing at your best, right? In the state of 
sustainable high performance, yeah. you will have to balance it out at a certain point, right? It's great to accelerate every now and then. But if this becomes your natural state, you know that you are actually overspending your energy yeah. faster than you can. So you're spending like your bank account before the new, the new salary comes in, it's done. Yeah, you're taking a more, a more loan more on, your, on your energy, uh, yeah, your, your, your pile of energy, your reserves. And the last type of energy is, um, in, in the past, uh, we called it like a briefing. Yes. But we made a, a small alteration to that is that we call it now nutrition. Uh, you could say nutrition also fits into the lifestyle energy. That's partly correct, but uh, there is an interesting thing going on with, with lifestyle. We say, in a way, what you do, eh? the I mindset you have and how you spend it and what you do. And with the first one now being called nutrition is what, you, what you're taking is, and we, you can talk about food then, and you can talk about, in a way also, by, by the way, the devices. The, the input. What you take in mentally. Yeah, yes. what you take in, uh, in mentally. And third, uh, your breathing patterns, the way how you uh, breathe. And for now, we're not gonna talk about nutrition because in a way with nutrition, you could almost compare it and i'm not saying it it's fully true but you could almost say that you can compare it to religion everybody has their own beliefs about what greater nutrition is you can talk about paleo intermittent fasting yes. it's so personal so we can leave this i'll leave and that leave out that to on, other experts yeah that's for for other experts to deal with we're going to focus on uh, breathing and input of signals we already addressed the input of signals so let's focus on breathing for a second Right, so, so there we have like the nutritionist energy that is where you breathe. And breathing is, of course, getting oxygen into your body. This is about gas exchange in your body. Yeah. And the inhalation and the exhalation are a very important part of that. It's actually the combustion of your energy system. Yeah, and if you would come back to the analogy of the, the race car, then the, it's nutrition, it's the fuel that you put into your system. And with breathing... There are like there is no right or wrong breathing. There's just way how you breathe, and that's associated to your internal state of being. But you can improve your breathing mechanics, and by improving your breathing mechanics, it's like almost like the quality of gasoline you put in that car. Because if you don't have the optimal gas exchange, the quality of the fuel you put in your car is lower. If you learn how to breathe in an optimum way, and we will teach you this later on, helps you to, in a way, improve the quality of your gasoline and also having more energy. And it's also, by the way, it also connects back to your mindset, right? Definitely. So, so I think with uh, breathing, you can very easily um, compare it to the intake of food. These are both things we need to take in to stay alive, yep. uh, food and drinks. But just like with food, you don't want to be underfed because then your body is drained of energy. You don't want to underbreathe because then your body is drained of oxygen and other important gases in your body to combust energy. You also, you also don't want to overeat because that goes around in another way of draining you of energy or giving you so much energy that your body just collapses in a way or cannot do its functions at its best. Yeah, and it stores so, its fat, right, when you eat right. too much. So with over-breathing, you're not storing fat, but other systems go in place 
where you again be drained of energy. So you want to find this again, this very natural organic way of breathing, which is always adapting to the situation you're in. Yeah, and it has your breathing and connecting to energy again has so much influence on the levels of energy you experience during your day. And what we found out and working with so many people across the globe is that people just don't have a clue how they are breathing. They just don't have a clue how they are breathing. It's a big blind spot. It's, it was one of the biggest blind spots when it comes to energy. If you become a master in awareness of your breathing, creating more choice in your breathing, optimizing your whole breathing mechanics, you will move completely different through life. Yes. And you will move differently through stress. Yeah, absolutely. And you will sleep better. And you will, it's like you find this gear, if we stay with the car, which yeah, is a absolutely. nice metaphor, you will find like the gear where you can go faster and slower. And you can start to know, it's like a dashboard where you can start to notice when you're breathing faster or slower or more superficial or deeper and first you want to notice and then you start to learn to influence that more yeah it's like uh, here in europe most people drive like uh, stick uh, shift cars eh? so yeah. you you have to have a close eye on your rev meter how many revs uh, you have so that you can uh, make a transition in gears but with breathing it's almost the same you can change the gears of how you breathe when you become more aware of how you're breathing right now. So for now, when it comes to that third, yeah, that, that last part, that third part of your parts of energy, it's breathing, it's nutrition, the intake you have, that there is a huge influence on that. And we will teach you this. Yeah, so, so let's sum it up. The three types of energy, okay, just so quick. First type of energy is your signature energy. This is your base energy, your natural way of, be, of being in your best performance. And then you have the lifestyle energy. This has to do with how you spend it and whether the things you spend your energy on so what give you do. back or just drain you. And then you have what we call nutrition, which is food, mental intake and breathing. But we are now focusing mostly on mental intake and breathing, which will be a very important part of finding different ways of using your energy. Yeah. So in a way, it's what you have, what you do and what you take in. Yes. What we see, and Ingmar was already talking about that, is that people are just not aware of those three types of energy we talked about. They they only be aware of the fact that they, when they have a lot of energy, and in most cases that is not the case, but more, yeah, it's more often when they have low amounts of energy. And that's because they're not managing their energy well. They're not using those three types of energy Ing was talking about. But also, if you would sum up all those three types of energy, you have a total amount of energy you could spend, you spend on yeah. a day. And most people just spend too much. So you have like this energy, personal energy bank account. Yeah. And it will be more full if you had a good night of sleep and it will be less full. Like there's so many influence on that. But every day you have this much energy to spend. Absolutely. So what we do is we work, we give people insight in their expenditure of energy. Because 
and we work a lot with with entrepreneur and business owners and people like in really stressful positions or, or athletes. And what what you see is that when it, for example, comes to their finances, they have all the tools, they have all the dashboard, so they have all the information where all their financial streams are going to. Or when it's uh, it's about top athletes, they know exactly the numbers of their latest jumps, their runs, their push-ups, whatever. But when it comes to energy expenditure. Yeah. They just only know two flavors. I'm not well, maybe free, but high uh, levels of energy, really low levels of energy, and uh, a little bit in the middle. Yeah. So one of the most important things you would like to do for yourself is do a constantly uh, energy audit, and let's say on a daily basis for yourself, so that you train yourself to be more aware of those three types of energy, how you spend it, the energy vampires, and just how you can tweak that engine, being going back to that, that race car metaphor and perform at your best. So there's, there's something very interesting to understand here as we're talking about spending energy and being really feeling you don't have enough, that scarcity, right? That's yeah. a, sense, a sense of not having enough. There has been a lot of research done recently on the state of scarcity and what it does to the brain. Now, this counts for scarcity in money. This counts for scarcity in food. This counts also for scarcity in time and energy. And what it does is it, it literally shrinks your brain and it brings your intelligence down. So when you're constantly in this state of overspending your energy because you have the idea of I have to perform like this. All those musts we talked you're about. Just squeezing every inch that you don't even have out. You're like taking a huge mortgage on your own energy levels. You're spending the energy of tomorrow and next week and next year. And you come into this constant state of scarcity and frustration with yourself because you have to push yourself forward. And what happens is you lose your creativity, you lose your ability to adjust, you lose the ability to see more options and to make really sustainable choices. And to recover. Like when you have that, that, that race car uh, metaphor, like that car needs to go into the pit. It needs to be maintained. It needs to be uh, yes. optimized. We as human beings, we need the same. We need to go into the pit. We need to have an overhaul of, our, of the whole car. We need to, let's say, put all those musts, all that intake we put into our system. There need to be a time for deep rest. And I think that's a, that's a wonderful bridge to go to the idea of rest. Digestion. And rest, rest and digestion and deep rest. Because there's one crucial mistake they make constantly and that is they don't know what the difference is between rest and deep rest, right? Exactly. And they don't understand. So I said that you're intelligence shrinks, Absolutely. like points go down. But the good news is that when you go into rest and you again recharge and your energy comes into a good level again, is you get that intelligence back. Yeah. And that is, that is a fact. But what you need to do for that is really know that what do you do to have this deep rest? There is the difference between deep rest and rest, and most people think they need rest. And what we see is that rest is more a distraction, right? Yes. So coming at home at night or wherever you go to, uh, we're going to rest. 
And rest for most people consists on several things. They just go spend a lot of time on this, or they watch television, or they watch, or watch Netflix, or they have constantly social interaction with other human beings. Drink wine. Yeah. And often it's Netflix and phone. Yeah, absolutely. And social interaction and the wine. <laughs> and even being on the toilet now today, like you could say it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a good moment for rest. Most people are playing with their phones uh, on, on the toilet. So where we, there's still input and where there's... Uh, what it all is, if you really look at it very honest, is you kind of shut your body down and you shut your mind off, but there's still input coming in all the time. Yeah, so what you, what you do is like, had that, that part of deep rest Ing was talking about to recover the brain and recover your neurology. People think that they do that, but they're not doing that. They're creating distraction. So they their whole system and body-mind totally connected is constantly giving signals, hey, you need rest, but we're constantly taking a mortgage or a loan on our energy expenditure, so we spend too much energy. So that's one, one, one part of the puzzle and the problem. And the other part is that you need deep rest, but people just don't know what deep rest is because they are going in situations of rest, but rest is for most people just distraction for what is going on in their system in the first place, right? Yes. So, so then what, what do we mean by rest, right? So then we get a lot of people, especially the high performance, are like, yeah, but I have this structure and I, have to, I, I want to read a book for so many pages every day and I do my workouts and I do my meditation so long. And, and so that is my deep rest, but that is still not deep rest that is still creating a system where you're doing all the time. And if for deep rest, you need to completely swipe your time and you're doing clean. There's no doing, there's no input. It's just time to digest. I think even uh, like for walking in the woods, in the forest, it's become forest baiting. Now you have to do it so many minutes yeah. and then you will recharge. But as long as you're constantly doing something with a goal, to get to another state, you're not getting into that deep. In a way, you're still working then. You're still working, you're still pushing, you're still digest, you're still getting input and you don't get into that state of digestion where you just let yourself be. Yeah, so the difference between rest and deep rest is that rest, as we see it from our perspective and our truth, is that it's for most people a distraction. And there's nothing wrong with distractions. They are great. It's, it's fantastic. But if you want to optimize your, your system, your race car, you need to have deep rest in place. You need to go into the pit and have that, that total overhaul of your system. And with deep rest, there can't be any more input into your system because there's already so much input going on. And even... Deep rest means, from our perspective, that we want to share with you and that we know works, is that it's not going out with other people. It's not interacting with other people because it can be relaxing. Yes. But deep rest is totally going inwards and don't do nothing. Would you, would you say in that, that meditation, uh, one of the side effects, so when we talk a lot about meditation as a, as a mind training tool, would you say that one of the side effects could be rest? Yes, it can definitely be. Yeah. Uh, it just really depends on how you integrate because I think a lot of meditation techniques 
are either with music or with a guided visualization yeah. where you're still very cognitive following. So, so you need to find the, the right types of meditation and then you will have bubbles, little moments of that deep breath. But still, besides meditation, you need that empty time. And you can call it like leisure time. And you can, there's things you can do. Like some people, when you work in the garden or you do like really, really easy, dumb things. And for some people, it is during cooking. You can do things, but it's, when there's a pressure on it, it's not deep rest. No. So it's the, it really it is something that you do without any pressure or goal. And I think a very nice metaphor for that. It's like I, I had a client and he had really big, trouble sleeping he just couldn't get to sleep and I was asking him about how he spent his days and he would talk about how many hours he worked and then I said what do you do when your time is off yeah well then I do my administration and then I said so when do you when do you have time where you don't do that well then I watch television and that's like half an hour and then I go to bed and then I don't sleep so if you would look for example at a computer and the computer is getting a new download, right? new information. And then first, I, I always hate it when my computer does that because I can't work when it, <laughs> it always annoys me. So the, the download is done, but then it still has to be installed. It has to be kind of digested by the computer before you can use it again and it can shut off. So when you're waiting on your computer for the download and you want to shut it off and you shut it off in the middle of the uh, installation of the new program or the new software, it won't shut off. Same with you. If you have the input of your whole day, your downloads of information and everything you experience, and you do not take the time to let that install where you cannot work on the computer, where you cannot work on yourself or put new input, then when you go to sleep, you will have to do that time, that digestion time, that installation time in your subconscious when you actually want to sleep. Yeah, so in a way, if you don't take the deep rest, you're not optimizing that engine. No. So eventually You're you will, it. so we, we, most people think that deep rest or rest is, is a waste of time. It's not productive, but it's an, it's an essential key of high performance. If, and there are two examples to this. And I think that's a beautiful one to wrap it up with, uh, is that, for example, if you look at kids when it's holiday time and the first few days, they're really like pumped up because they love it that it's holiday time and they, they want to play and they do all those wonderful things. And then after a few days, they start to get bored. They're like, yeah, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. But when they go past that moment of boredom, they grow. Yes. They grow as a human being. They grow emotionally. In a way, it comes back to what Ing was saying, processing that information that they accumulated over longer periods of time. But ask yourself, when was the last time that you were bored? There's a lot of research on, on the greatest minds of the earth. And what they all found out was that all those greatest minds, the, one of the habits they had is that they, for example, had like one hour every day that they were just sitting in a chair and were doing nothing. Yes. And if the greatest minds of this earth made time for deep rest and processing that information to create that sustainable high performance, why won't you? When it comes to energy and managing your energy, it's not only about you, right? No. Sometimes you go to social or you have social interactions and you're being drained of energy. And for most people working with so many people, like they, 
they come out of that situation and they feel drained. And again, they are not aware of the fact that they are being drained. And that's what we call energy vampires. So you have people that can give you energy and they can take away energy from you. And it's not that they take that energy away from you. You allow them unconsciously to take away energy from them. And it's not that they are those uh, that there are good people or bad people. That's entirely up to you. But there are people that when you're unconscious about it, you will let unconsciously let energy go out of you so that you feel drained. And probably you remember this when you sometimes have social interactions with people and you are finished and you feel completely drained. Sometimes it's like that one person, sometimes it's like a group of people and you just don't know. And by the way, we talk about the concept of, or let's say the learning concept of energy vampires. Those people that sometimes can take your energy, there are also times that they can give you energy. So it's also how they feel, how they move through their life, right? Yes, and then there's also like people who you are probably not very aware of that they are part of your life because you don't know them personally. But for example, in politics, we have those energy vampires too. As things that happen, we watch, we follow, can take up a lot of energy of us. Like we can keep watching the news over and over yeah, again. Absolutely. And be very engaged in the figures, the public figures that do that. And they are not part of our personal social life, but still they are in a way that can drain a lot of energy as well. Yeah, so, so in a way, you have energy vampires, the people that sometimes take away energy from you, and you have, now let's say, situation or input or distraction that takes away that energy from you. So how can you deal with that? And what, what is the best way do you think to deal with that? I also add to that, of course, but what do you think is the best way to, to deal with energy? The first part of that is to understand that any system you are in with another human being is something you create together. Yeah. And first step that's most important is to become aware of the fact that certain interactions with certain human beings, whether in life or in another way, drain you. So you have to become aware of, hey, I feel drained after certain contacts very important not to go into blame on that but to go into introspection on that yeah that that's that's a real uh, that's a real great one because it has to do with what is within your control and what's outside of your control yes so when you encounter people that that in a way uh, that you're losing that energy too they are triggering something in you so your internal system and uh, your mindset in a way is being triggered in a way that there's like there, there's, a, there, there's a hole being created that you lose that energy too. If you first become aware of the, of the reason why you're losing that energy in the first place, you can have, you already have more choice because you see what's being triggered in you. You can work on that part. And then you have people that, let's say it can be one person or let's say several people that are constantly just more, let's say, focused on negative things in their lives. And uh, you have the people that are focused always on the glass half full or the glass half empty. If you spend a lot of time with people that are always mismatching and looking for the things that are wrong in their life, there's a good chance that you will 
go with that mindset. Your, mi your mindset is literally, you're influencing each other when you interact with another human being. Yes. So you can lose energy. <laughs> it's the concept of an energy vampire. You lose energy in that situation. So then you have choice in, okay, is it like a one-time thing that, that this person is just a little bit upset today or not feeling that well and you lose energy by that? But that's if okay. it's yeah, that's, that's really okay. okay to be there for others and to give them something. Exactly, because sometimes you want to be there. But if you start to notice a pattern that every time you go to that person or that group of, uh, of people and every time you lose energy because they're always focused on what is not available in their lives, always on, on a scarcity mindset, you always have a choice to step out of that contact. That's a, that's a yes. choice you have. Even like uh, when we teach this to other people, they sometimes say, but it's family. Of yes. course, we understand. So, but by realizing that you're losing a lot of energy and you're doing a lot of work on yourself, the last choice, or let's say the last research you always have is to extract yourself from the situation, right? Yes. And I, I do think, of course, with family, that can be very complicated because, of Absolutely. course, none of us really wants to put our family outside. But there is, there is definitely a choice you can make internally to not engage into certain behavior. Because when, like Daniel's talking about the negative energy and, and actually the mindset that drains you down, if you look at it from a, a little more distance, what you see is happening is actually influencing your lifestyle. You are spending your energy on those negative mindset, on stuff you probably don't have an influence on, on stuff that probably is not really adding to the quality of your life. So even if, if you really, you know, I, I don't like to break contact with any family, for example, no. but I do know with some people, it might just be better to know which are the subjects I'm okay with talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. And which are the subjects where I just think, okay, let them talk and let it do, let them do them and I'll do me. And you find another state, right? So there's there's a lot of ways to navigate in this field. Yeah, so, so I think it's important to first uh, always check what's inside of your control, what's outside of, of yes. your control, what's being triggered in you. What is triggering the other person? And the last part is that you always have, have a choice. Do you stay in this situation or not? I think what, what happens a lot is that if you, for example, see someone that you care about and that person is just, let's say, more conditioned on, of having that scarcity mindset and always focusing on what is not there. So you come to that person that you care about a lot and uh, he or she is talking in that way and it's triggering something in you because you feel like hey this is like mm, it's a little bit off and what you see a lot is that unconsciously you start to or, or you try to fix it so you try to help that other person with all the positive and good intentions so like hey yeah but there's also this and this and this and it's not working because the other person just has a totally different mindset and you try to change it in a way that is not working. So when you're finished with that conversation, you're drained of energy, but it's not because of that person. It's because you wanted to try to change or fix that person in the first place. So that's one of the reasons also that you lose a lot of energy because you feel just not that comfortable when somebody is like in that, let's say more, yeah, less positive mindset. It's not, you don't have to save anybody. No, 
No, and I, I think you don't have to do anything. In, in, in shared already the personal story. I think my biggest downfall was that I always try to fix the situation. So when somebody is upset, I wanted to help that person, but it's not. Then it's not about them. It's about me that I'm feeling something is off inside of me because of that other person, and then I want to help, and that's costing tremendous amount of energy. And most people don't want to be helped. They just and they will ask you for your help, and you can offer them. But if they just say, "I just listen to me," and then it's your choice if you stay in that situation or not. So that that's like a whole subject and a whole other subject to talk about how to help somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's still, what, what we're not just to make this really, really clear. What we're not saying: don't be empathic, or don't be uh, compassionate with someone. Well, what you're saying is actually just know that what is mind to deal with what is yours to deal with and where can we connect and if somebody's view on certain things is just so different from you or so draining and requiring you to put in all your energy and that's really not your thing you can always decide to stay and do you yeah so i think when it comes to let's say an actionable thing people should do is they they need to be aware first of all and they also need to be aware of what they are doing when they're feeling that something is off in another person because the reason that the person loses that energy in the first place is that you feel something and in most cases you start to act in a way yes to deal with it so you've learned about the three types of energy and the importance of deep rest what is the one thing that you will take responsibility for today. Good luck. Thank you for joining us. If you don't want to miss an episode of Exit the Red Race, make sure to subscribe. Are you listening through Apple Podcasts? We'd love you to leave a review. Do you know someone who really should hear this episode? Share it in your favorite social media so you can tag them. Oh, and don't forget to tag Daniel as well. Want to know more about Daniel Kluken? Check out his website at danielkluke.com. Are you ready to live your legend? See you next time. Exit the rat race.